What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Heroes for Sale podcast. Uh, I am your host, Adam. So, like I said, I'm going to be trying to record on the move a little bit more, just because I have have some time while I'm walking to work and walking from work. Also, I figured out that the iPhone headphones microphone actually is a pretty good... It's a decent microphone, if I'm going to be completely honest. Like, if you are... If you have an iPhone and you're looking for a microphone, I... Maybe check out... Check out just a pair of... Like, an iPhone one for your phone, at least. Uh, Because that's how, like, I record all these podcasts. I mean, as you probably heard at the beginning of the show with the sponsor is Anchor. Um, And with Anchor, I am able to record all my episodes right on my phone, which sometimes I have recorded just with, like, the iPhone speaker, which, I mean, sounds fine as well. I am, I, I think I have a mic that I'm buying, or I have, I will be buying in the next few months, maybe, I don't know. But, so let's, I'm going to get into what today's episode is about. So, you know, I think there is two two main are sides of this uh, in this no actually that's sorry I'm going to restart here there are there's probably three three sides here people who think that sports cards are an investment people who don't and that maybe who people who like to collect but they could see it as an investment i mean for the most part i, I would say that the two the the two there like the the investment crowd and the non-investment crowd um, are pretty pretty split on the discussion for the most part. Like, the people who... It's hard for... So, for me, basically. I'm just going to get into it. If you're listening to this, you know, I don't know if you're an investment person or a non-investment person. Like, I mean, I think... What I've seen when people try and say that it's not an investment, they get into, like, very specific details about why it isn't. And then you get into maybe people... The thing is, like, I I see more people arguing that it isn't an investment than it is, I guess. People, um, which, like I said, I mean, I think it is, but I also don't think it's something that, like, you should... It shouldn't be... Your whole, your whole portfolio, I guess. I mean, I don't know. If you are an, an investor, you know, like I have... The way that I look at it, basically, is I have I have some stocks. I mean, realistically, like I have like one Disney stock and I have like one Facebook stock. And then, actually, I do have an interesting stock that I bought when it was pretty cheap was Snapchat. Uh, because my sister, interestingly enough, was a camp counselor, and she was saying that all the campers were using Snapchat messaging instead of texting. And this is when, for I forget the reason, but like Snapchat was like down. It maybe had like a couple, like a quarter or two, where for whatever reason, the, the investors. Or whatever. I see. I don't under. That's one thing I don't exactly understand about how stocks can go up and down like that. But it was like six bucks, 
and I bought it, and, like, right now, actually, I have my phone right here, and I can just look it up, realize, and, like I said, another thing about that is, like, I only bought, like, three or four shares of that, so now it's up to 16, so, like, sure, the investment has gone up, and is my best performing stock that I own, but, like, like I said, I've only bought, like, three or four shares of it, so it's not like, it's not like I'm rolling in the Snapchat dough. Like, if I had it, if you had invested $100,000, you more than doubled your money since, I mean, I bought it this year, I think I bought it this year, I don't remember, but whatever, so, you know, I don't even remember the point. So, oh, so maybe, I think the point was that if you're, if you're an investor, if you're in the place to invest money, like, sure, you could go with the stock market. Like, if you, if you are buying shares of Facebook or Disney or, I mean, Apple, all of these stocks, or if you have, like, a Vanguard uh, or you have a 401k or you have a any of the numerous options that you have if you're looking to take the money that you have and put it somewhere where it will grow, I guess. Um, But sports cards is, I don't know. I guess I believe that, like, if you're buying the correct card, you can do you can grow the money that you put into that card. I, and I mean, like, I know I, I, back maybe in last May, I think there for some reason there was like a big argument against it being an investment. And someone was saying, well, there's, I remember someone saying this. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but they were saying, well, you know, I own stock in uh, Nike and the Nike stock pays a dividend, which is, I think this is what it is, and I'm not going to, I may be incorrect, so uh, don't take this as gospel here, but like a dividend is basically just at the end of the quarter, if you own stock, depending on the amount of stock, the company pays out dividends, which, I mean, I don't know, whatever, like you're not, with a sports card, that's obviously not happening. Uh, So yeah, like in that scenario, Sure, you're not getting a dividend technically from a sports card, but to say that it's to say that it's just not an investment. I mean, I, I could see how you could argue that it's not a smart investment. Um, I could see how you could look at um, you could look at any of the Bowman autographs and say the three hundred dollars or whatever you're spending if you're spending. Off the top of my head, if, if you're spending $300 on a Prospects Auto, like if you bought a Wander Franco Auto for however much you bought it for, if he doesn't pan out, that's just, you, you you lost the money. Which it's it's similar. There aren't I don't know if there are stocks, and I don't know enough about the stock market to say there aren't stocks that do that. Like there aren't like if you were looking at companies during the boom of the internet, like when it first was around, like, there was one website that was like, I forget, I've seen like a documentary about it, but like there are 
were companies that owned websites and the companies that just owned the websites had high values like in the stock market but then eventually once people realized that you can't just make money from uh, you can't just make money from having a website or you have to there's certain aspects of it that you have to there's stuff that you have to do for the website to actually make money that there was a decline obviously and I, I also don't think like I don't know you, you can look at certain cards and I would say that there are certain cards that are better investments than there are others like I mean the Jonas if you if you put a thousand dollars and you bought a thousand dollars worth of Jonas two years ago like you more than doubled your money I mean even just in the last year I believe his his PSA 10 rookie card has gone from like four hundred dollars or something to three no two over 700 I mean I slab stocks let me just pull their post up because they have the exact numbers and it did outperform the S&P 500 so the Jonas looks like it went from went from around 200 to above seven so I mean that's kind of the thing it's like if you're buying the correct card yes you can make money from investing in the card. You know, I, myself at least, from a, I'll say it's from an investment standpoint. I mean, I look at cards, in my opinion, that I see have a lot of potential. Just for an example, I mean, I would say that these two, or I'll I'll give three examples here. So, a card that I looked at over the summer that I've talked about on previous podcasts is the Kobe uh, PSA 10 rookie card. They were selling for around 100 to 125. You know, now they're up in the 200 to 225 to 250 range. But at the same time, like you look at something like that and Kobe is going to be going into the Hall of Fame. So I looked at that as pretty, a, a decent, safe investment. I, I looked at it as something that had a lot, had low risk associated with it. Because Kobe, even if Kobe wasn't going into the Hall of Fame, like, worst case scenario, you, you I could be able to sell the card back for around the same price. And I understand there's fees of shipping, and there's fees on eBay, and there's seller's fees, and there's buyer's fees. And if you're heavily invested in the stock market, I'm sure there's fees as well. And then you look at, like, I'll look at uh, the Mbappes that I've been buying. You know, that's a player that is shown that he's one of the best players in the league, and it may be a bit of a more of a high risk because of the fact that we, th- there isn't a demand right now for it. And if there's no, if, the, if the, for whatever reason, if soccer cards never become popular, then that would have been something maybe that it wasn't a good investment. But then you also, then the third kind of example is. Like, I'll buy cheap cards that I see that are, I would, like, penny stocks in the stock world, and I'm trying not to make the exact comparisons because um, if I make exact comparisons, I'm sure someone could pick apart the actual comparison and then uh, uh, devalue the point that I'm trying to make. So what I'm saying is that, like, the Becky Hammond 
cards that I bought, those were more of a... I mean, those were like three bucks, which I don't know. I think realistically I need to start kind of having what I want to sell the cards for uh, and looking at maybe potential, actual potential profit if I eventually want to sell it. But like also... So for that example, like the Becky Hammond, basically, uh, it was like three bucks, and I figure one of the strategies I've kind of developed has been I want to buy players that are either going to be the first of something or the best of something. And if Becky Hammond becomes a coach, she'll be the first coach, female coach of a male pro sports team. And I think that is significant. Now, is that going to translate to the price of her card going up. I don't know. And, but it feels like that could be a reason why someone might look into the cards. Like, uh, Shoei Otani is another example. He, he technically isn't the first, but he's one of, he's the first player of this generation to put up similar numbers to a player like Babe Ruth, who was a pitcher and a hitter, eventually just became a pitcher, but Otani is becoming, he's breaking records that Babe Ruth held as a pitcher and a hitter. So, like, he's the first player to break these records since the 20s. So, like, that's another example of a player who's doing something that's, he's the first of something. And then the best, I guess you could look at the Kobe's, basically, and say, like, he's the one of the best. Uh, that's why, if you have seen any of my TikToks, I made a TikTok the other day that was like, you should be buying cards of players who are the best at their sport. For example, LeBron James, I think that card also has a good chance of increasing in value over the long term. Um, and we're about 13 minutes in, but I think the point that I'm trying to get at is that, uh, like, not, maybe not the point that I'm trying to get at, but something that the reason I'm bringing this up is because I saw that the... Uh, two it, it that there are, so there were two cards that sold in 2019 that uh were actually the hold on sorry I'm looking it up right now so they were two trading cards out of the top 3 wait is this right I'm I'm reading a post so it's it's the Tom Brady rookie playoff auto number to 100 and the Michael Jordan um the Michael Jordan Metal Universe 97 PSA 10, no, it wasn't a PSA 10, but uh, the cards, the Tom Brady sold for $400,000, which I didn't even realize this. I mean, I, I don't know how I missed this story, but I just, maybe I wasn't in, actually, you know, I missed it because back in, that, back in February, I wasn't making content. I took a little bit of a break during that period of time, and I started again back in like March-ish. So that's why I missed that one. That happened in February. And then the Michael Jordan... Oh, so then the Michael Jordan was a week later. So I basically I missed these two because I wasn't making content at the time. But so... Let's see. Uh, two... It, basically, it was two of the most expensive purchases on eBay were sports cards. And, you know, you look at the Tom Brady card and you say $400,000. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't think that someone who's spending $400,000 on a Tom Brady card is... I, I, I'm imagining it's not someone who has $500,000 and they're spending 80% of their net worth on the Tom Brady card. It's probably someone in like the millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions that are spending $400,000 on a card. Um, but like, would that be a good investment? I guess um, there's only a hundred of them. 
this one was a BGS 8.5 and a 10 auto, which doesn't really matter. I mean, most autos are going to be 10s, but it was a BGS 10.5 or 8.5. Sorry, excuse me. It's 8.5. And you look at the, like, is, are, those, are those good investments, I guess? And, you know, you look at, so there was another Tom Brady that recently sold earlier this month or earlier, no, in December, sold in December. It was sold for two, sorry, I actually made a post about this. So let me just look up the post real quick. I can get the exact number. Uh, 224, basically $225,000, which granted is a lot less than that $400,000 card. So if the person technically... It, it, I think I, I didn't say what the number was. So, like, if it, if it was numbered to twelve, that's probably the reason why it sold for four hundred thousand dollars. But, like, is that a good investment? Um, I don't know. But I think for cards themselves, that card selling for four hundred thousand dollars and the other Tom Brady selling for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars shows that like there's people who are spending that type of money on cards which means there are people that probably have a decent amount of money. Granted, I don't know who, these, who the people are, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe that person did spend the $400,000 on the card. They only have $500,000. But, like, I just don't see that as a possibility, I guess. I don't know for sure, but like I'm saying, I just don't see it. I don't see that being true. And then, I mean, that's pretty much pretty much the points that I wanted to like get into about just like investments, I guess. And I mean, the same way that you shouldn't spend all your money on one thing, like sure you can spend money on sports cards and you can make it an investment, but it shouldn't be like the only thing that you're invested in if you're investing granted, because like, so, and then and that kind of gets into my, my other point. I, I don't know if I'm going to wrap this up or not, but it, the other point basically is like some people are just buying to flip so that way they can collect. And that's obviously a great, great strategy. I mean, it's a realistic thing that you can do. Like, you can, like, the, the Luca. so I haven't done this, and I don't know what the fees are and stuff like that, but, like, the Luca. hello? But, uh, like, the uh, Luca rookie has a ton of volume that's selling on eBay right now. Um, and if you are looking to flip, I don't, I don't know where the margin, I, I think there's a mar, there should be some margin in, in the flipping those cards. And if you want to flip or, but again, th- th- those are like $200. So like, I'm, but I'm sure there's other cards that have similar volume that you can probably flip, or you can go to check out my cards and try flipping on there and then use that money to spend on a bigger card. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what you would want to do, but like, that's another option for sure is flipping and then, and then collecting because some people just look at it as a hobby and there's a lot of, I, you know, I did see there was a tweet that was like kind of viral and it was like the tweet was something like not everything has to be a side hustle. Like they're saying something. They were almost like side hustle shaming, and that's a stupid. It's the stupidest thing that I've said all year so far. But like, that's sort of what they were doing. They were, they were, making it seem like people that have the side hustle that 
are also hobbies or they were trying to not demonize it but it was like it was a viral thing and it was like a it seemed a little bit pretentious to me if you're gonna if i'm gonna be completely honest like sure hobbies i guess don't have to be side hustles but they can be so like with sports cards for me that is what it is or i'm trying to make it into like but it's more of the content where the the sports cards is just the subject of the content. So, like, I'm not really as much of a flipper on eBay. I would, so I, I want to just because, like I said, I mean, it's, there should be margins. I just haven't, it's just not something I've gotten into, I guess, if that makes sense. I did it again. I said in one of the other podcasts, I'm going to try and do that. But that's the first one I think I've said all podcasts, so that's good. Um, and there's there's maybe some options, I guess, if you are trying to buy and sell the cards to then be able to start a collection, I guess. Not something that I have done particularly well or tried to do. I mean, if I were to sell my Lucas now, or if I were to sell my Kobe's now, I would probably have, I have enough to kind of, I don't know, I also need to start, I need to do a better job of just tracking the cards that I'm buying and seeing where basically the cards are selling for essentially, uh, because that's definitely something that I have not done that I do need to keep track of. Cause like I said, I just need to keep track of like, if I'm trying to sell it for a certain price, like what's the price that I want to eventually get for the, for what I paid for it. If, Cause if it's an investment, there should be some sort of tracking. That's maybe one thing that you can look at and you say, if you can track it, maybe that makes an investment. I don't know. But that's kind of just a, a rant, kind of my thoughts on the investment side of sports cards. And because I, I saw the Tom Brady stuff and, you know, it's just not, I don't think, I don't know. I guess that you could look at the, you look at a $400,000 card and you say, where's the, Where's the margin there? I don't know. I don't know if that ends up, if someone ends up selling that for a million or whatever. Like, like the Mike Trout sold for $400,000 and I'm sure the Superfractor, I'm sure that could probably sell for, if he wins another MVP or whatever, I'm sure those could sell for like higher than the 400000 but you never know. I guess it's, but it's the same thing in, it's similar with the stock market like there's been tons of stocks that have gone up and gone down it's just the fact that there's more cards than there's more cards and players than there are companies on the New York Stock Exchange maybe even in the history so I don't know I think cards are an investment but they shouldn't be your only investment Uh, that's maybe what I'll say about that Uh, that's going to be it for today's episode uh, episode 28 in the books. Here's for sale on Instagram. You already know what to do. Uh, here's for sale on TikTok. We're on there posting three or four videos a day. I've kind of shifted my content a little bit to TikTok. So, like, uh, if you're on there, just t- check it out. It's the same TikTok, or I mean, it's the same name as my Here's for Sale on Instagram. It's um, pretty much it for this episode. So, I will uh, talk to everybody in the next one. See ya.